Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for uh, joining me today. It's Monday after Easter weekend. I think it's uh, fitting that we start the Easter Monday in a word of prayer. So, Heavenly Father, thank you. Uh, we're, we're grateful that you can take the hardest circumstances and turn them around for our good and your glory. I know that you can restore all things. So we want to ask to have you restore lost jobs and finances and relationships and resources, and many people have lost hope. So we ask for the restoration of that as well. And I just ask that anyone who's struggling financially, that you just hold them close and you surround them with people who love them and can help them get through this time. There's so much we have before you. We continue to come to you and know that uh, you hear us and answer our prayers in Jesus' name. All right, let's get things started. I'll bring Patrick on, and then uh, uh, David Miles is going to be on after Patrick for the Monday afternoon mix with Miles Arnold and Maxwell. It's going to be a great first hour, and uh, second hour is going to be just as good. We'll take a short break. Be right back. I'm Neil Stave, a manager of Faith Radio. I'm becoming more thankful these days for life and health and the goodness of God. And I'm grateful for you as a listener to Faith Radio and for the many who listen and also support this ministry. During this time of hardship for so many, I'm especially thankful for those who give to keep Faith Radio on the air. Thousands are benefiting because of your generosity. So thank you for doing what you can to support Faith Radio. Our website is always open for your gifts at MyFaithRadio.com. Bible teacher Chuck Swindoll on the coronavirus. Every day seems to bring another set of surprises and more reports of heartaches, pain, and suffering. Let's agree to trust and not be afraid. Our God is still in full control. He loves us with an infinite amount of love and therefore will never release his grip on our lives. An encouraging word from Chuck Swindoll, your station, and your friends at Insight for Living. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. My head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. Welcome to the show. Patrick Albany is my guest. We like to get things started on Mondays. Find out what went on over the weekend, and he is uh, joining us today via Skype. Patrick, welcome. I am Skyping. You and indeed are Skyping. Everyone's Skyping nowadays. It is. Are you getting a little tired of it? You're watching these interviews on TV and you, you think, wow, uh, you guys, you really do need the hair and makeup, don't you? <laughs> and everybody's talking over each other. That's the part that uh, starts to feel frustrating is everyone talks over each other. Yeah. I, I hate that part. Yeah. We just you know what it. I mean? Yep. We just, you know, it's, if we're having a different kind of social distancing, we're speaking over each other. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. It's uh, uh, how was your Easter, it, by the way? Uh, my Easter was great. Yeah, my Easter was great. I, I, I caught a little bit of flack from my brother because 
um, I ended up, we went over to my mother-in-law's house and we had all of her grandkids were there and she's, she's right now taking care of four grandkids. And so I took a look around and said, uh Oh, there's 11, there's 11 of us. And I thought I've run afoul of the law. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I'm hoping if they come by, we'll just get a written warning of like going 60 miles an hour in a 55 mile an hour zone. But, uh, my brother said, well, I, I, I've seen that house. I don't see how you could possibly do the proper amount of social distancing. I was like, I said to my brother, go, it's family, you know. I mean, if you're going to get it from somebody, you should, uh, you're, you're probably around your family an awful lot. I, I, I think we would have gotten it already, you know. So yeah. it was, we, we, we had fun and kids, uh, we had to hide the Easter eggs pretty much just in one room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did find it amusing that you got all dressed up for Easter as if you were going to church, which I thought was lovely, and you made a little video, which was even more adorable, which you sent into the church. I hope they publish it, because there's the whole Albanese family on the couch enjoying the Easter service in their Easter Sunday best. That was just uh, as cute as can be. Sans shoes, however. Sans shoes, yes. No one had shoes on. I thought that was a nice touch. Well, the dog, we had the dog in, and it's the first time the dog's been able to attend an Easter service, and uh, we thought, well, he's not wearing shoes. We shouldn't wear shoes. We don't <laughs> want him to feel left out, you know? <laughs> well, i got to tell you, parking was a breeze. Oh, you know, for no once. Was, for once. Was, yeah. How nice yeah. was that? So That was a great service. I don't it know was, about, about you, but I'm always looking for good news stories, and I found one the other day that kind of made me smile uh, because it was this couple that went on their honeymoon uh, in the Maldives. I hope I'm saying that right. It's a a little uh, island in the Indian Ocean, and they had saved and saved and saved, and they went to one of those little bungalows that are on stilts that are sort of uh, hanging over that unreal aquamarine water, and it was like mm-hmm. their perfect romantic getaway for six days, and they got stranded there, and they're <laughs> still there, and they're the only couple on the island. They say they go for breakfast in the morning, and there's like nine people waiting on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the staff couldn't leave either. No, the staff can't are, leave. Are they being charged or is it? Is no. It, look, this is beyond your control. Yeah. Could you imagine getting to the point in your life where you say, you know, if I have to eat lobster tail one more time. <laughs> 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 and I just, oh, no. Eggs yeah. Benedict again for yeah. breakfast? Like, enough with the masseuse. <laughs> yeah. But I, you, we, I am looking for good news stories. And, and frankly, uh, when you hear and... Uh, about people helping other people. I never get tired of those stories. I got a great good news story for you. Let's hear it. Uh, Jesus is risen. How oh, that's, that that's the best uh, best news I've ever heard, to be honest. Yeah, that was yesterday. And I know that people are saying, yeah, but what about today? But uh, He's still was, risen today. He's still risen today. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, but um, yeah, it is. I don't know why it's so hard to find the the good news stories. I got chastised at the grocery store the other day for going the wrong way down a one way aisle. I, I, I've not gotten accustomed to the one way aisles yet, and because they have stickers all over the floor and they don't have anybody, you don't have like a traffic cop there. But uh, I passed an aisle that was empty. And I said, oh, there are the granola bars that my wife loves. They're right over there. I'll just, I'll head up. And so as I head up, somebody comes down the other way and screams at me through the mask. You're going the wrong way. I said, I'm sorry, I just need the, I got to get these granola bars. I got to go. But it was, I thought, okay, you didn't have to get on my case. There was nobody in the aisle. And then I, the next aisle I go over and I thought, well, now I'm stuck behind a guy who is perusing 
the two packs of toilet paper that are left to choose from, <laughs> trying to decide which one does he want the twelve pack that's like forty eight rolls, or does he want the six pack that's like one hundred and twenty rolls? And he's he's counting the number of sheets and he's got the calculator. Can I pass this guy, or am I not allowed? So uh, it's it's everything has changed. Everything okay, has okay. changed. Okay, Patrick. Here's the bright side of what could have happened. You know, you are going down the wrong way on the grocery store aisle. You get arrested, you get sent to jail, but then you have access to weightlifting equipment. So there would be some good piece of news in all of this. That's true. And they've let all the bad guys go. So <laughs> it would just be me and a couple other grocery store violators. Right. Like, and you got access to a gym. You know, that's one thing I can't wait to have open again. And I know you feel the same way. You know, that's part of the I, routine of life that it's hard to, it's hard to not have. Yeah. I, in fact, I bought a second jump rope today. Uh, not because the first jump rope is uh, <laughs> didn't wear out, did it? I didn't wear it out. I did not wear it out, but I did teach myself how to jump rope a couple of weeks ago. And and uh, but I I bought a second jump rope just in case I'm more motivated to use that one. Because... <laughs> but there is a, yeah. there is a concern that when you have this much downtime, and let's be honest, you get this far out of your routine, people can be a little bit uh, depressed and a little bit. Um, you know, I'm stuck in the house and all of a sudden you can start, uh, gravitating towards self-medicating. You can start, uh, exercising less, eating more, spending time, uh, watching too much TV. And then all of a sudden you've developed some really bad habits and some of these vices turn around and in a couple of months you're going to have problems. Well, and I find that, you know, don't, don't you find that, uh, people generally, and I would include myself as one of them. Uh, tend to on like holidays say, if I can just get through the Christmas holidays, then I can clean up my diet and start eating healthy again. And then the next holiday comes along, you know, something like Arbor Day. We got to wait till after Arbor Day. But you know, so uh, as yesterday uh, was finishing up, I said, okay, so now that we've gotten through the the Easter dinner and uh, all of the sweets and all of the candy, I can uh, as of tomorrow start fresh, healthy diet eat well. And then of course I go to the grocery store and I said, have you seen the prices on this not sold Easter candy? <laughs> oh my gosh, they're giving it away. <laughs> so I'm yeah. stocking up a cart. Uh, I thought, These are chocolate eggs. These are really good. This is quality stuff. And I promise I, I won't touch it till next year. Absolutely. But, good. Smart idea. All right. Yeah. We're, we're looking at the landscape of what's going on, especially in New York. Cause that seems to be the, uh, the, the epicenter of uh, the, the virus and I did see some stats coming out, which I found interesting. I sent them to you. Uh, the Comfort has 500 beds, and they're using 64. Javits Center has 2,500 beds, and they're using 255 of those beds. And the uh, USNS Mercy Ship has 1,000 beds, and they're using 15. And there was another, I think, um, a hospital in Seattle, which was yet another epicenter. By the way, not to be confused with Epcot Center. Right. Big difference. Entirely different place. Yeah. And... I believe the story, I can't find it right now, uh, never got used. Should they have done your never, show prep. I, I did do it, and then I lost it. You know, I got, it got lost in the move. Okay. Actually, yeah, when we moved my desk from one side of the basement to the other, I can't find anything. <laughs> All right. We moved my desk 10 feet, and I can't find anything. That's it. Then I'm not kidding. Yeah, I, wish I, get, I, I get that. All right, let me take yeah. a quick break. Patrick Albanese is my guest. We'll uh, be back in 90 seconds.
Welcome back to the show. Patrick Albanese is my guest. He uh, is from the great state of Iowa, prestigious town of West Des Moines, a place mm-hmm. where gas, I think, has been cited at 99 cents a gallon. The nice thing about that is that's a pretty good price. The bad news is you got nowhere to go. Yeah, I'm getting uh, three weeks to the gallon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. You you feel like where can I say can I you know put that next to the toilet paper stock up on the gas as well and uh, because it'll it'll go back up but um, yeah it's that's I don't know if you'd do you call that a, a silver lining well yes and no I mean nobody's driving that much anymore I mean you go to the store and back and that's about it so um, huh. yeah I'm not sure that's a it's a silver lining but it is a little bit. Yeah, I, I think if you were to, uh, my brother-in-law was just for fun looking at, he says, it looks like you can get a week vacation uh, down in the Bahamas for $148. <laughs> that pretty much covered everything. Uh, it was something ridiculously low like that. He said, well, you, you can't go, but you can buy it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think there's still some flights. I don't hear planes going overhead so much, so I'm, yeah, I'm well, sure they're not, it's... They're not in the air that much. So let's go back to New York just for a minute, because some of the stats, I thought, were interesting, and then now there's a lot of New Yorkers who are refusing to be hospitalized over fear of getting coronavirus. So these 911 calls are uh, showing a 73% uh, increase of people refusing to go get medical aid. That's a little, I mean, are they thinking, can you just bring one of those portable hospitals over here? I don't don't know how it works, but yeah, they're they're refusing going and getting the medical care they need uh, in fear that the the coronavirus is going to get them at the hospital. You know, uh, is that how it's happening? I don't know. I I wish they had a little bit more um, information. Um, So as you recall, Seattle was one of the, the epicenters. Um, uh, what was it? Um, Kings County, and uh, it, it broke out in I think eleven nursing homes. Uh, so I guess the suspicion was somebody maybe was on a trip and brought it there. Was maybe a medical medical care worker and spread it. We don't know for sure. But so I have a sister. I have two sisters that live there. Uh, as you know, I have so many sisters that uh, not only do I have sisters living in just about every state, but I have two sisters with the same name because we just had to start recycling names. That's how many sisters I have. And that's actually true. I do have two sisters named Carol. It's a long story. But uh, one of my sisters had just recently finished uh, chemotherapy, her second time, a, a recurrence of a cancer that had been taken care of about two years ago, and it came back. And she was actually treated in one of the hospitals where all these deaths were happening. This was before the outbreak uh, had become big news. And she just finished it up. She was now dealing with, because of low uh, white blood cell count, pneumonia. So uh, people were, you know, swinging by her house, dropping off the hand sanitizer and, you know, all of the things. And she had no social contact once the, the lockdown there happened. And she would be considered high risk. She's, uh, you know, in her 60s. And uh, nothing, mm. absolutely nothing. Not a. I mean, we were we were you know worried, and and then we started scratching the old noggin, thinking, well, this is is this just you know a divine intervention? Is it lucky? What is it? Or did just maybe there's something more to how this is happening? So I can get why people are fearful of being in there, but my sister was in that hospital and mm. it get spread to her and she was as susceptible as anybody. Yeah. Probably one of the more dangerous places to be 
uh, might be an assisted living home or a nursing home. And I think as believers, we need to be on our knees every night for those dear people who are um, really quarantined and can't even get visitors. And they are at uh, pretty high risk just because of their age and, and, um, and compromised immune systems. Yeah, they, 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 they say that a lot of the—it seems like all of the deaths that have happened because of this are these comorbidities that mm-hmm. had all these underlying conditions. Well, I, I don't know how you make it to 80 or 90 years old without having contracted a couple of things within your life. Um, you and I, obviously, uh, long-time sufferers of small calf disease. Right. <laughs> Uh, but but uh, seriously, you know, my mother uh, passed away at 82, and she had accumulated quite the laundry list of um, ailments and things. And it and it does happen. It it is pretty rare the person makes it to 90 that says, "Yeah, never been in the hospital, never been sick a day in my life." Uh, so that's what's so sad is you you kind of know that if somebody's in there, they've they've they're in assisted living probably because of you know, previous health conditions and weakness and a lot of other things. So, yeah, our prayer is definitely there, and, and we do our best to uh, – my wife has two aunts, or do you say aunt? Um, it depends. In- yeah. It depends. Um, yeah, I can't imagine Dorothy Gale from Wizard of Oz saying Aunt B. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, they have – conditions. And so we do some grocery shopping for them. We drop it on the porch, say, sorry, you know, uh, where we're not coming in and we drop things off. We do it with the gloves and we're not worried about us. We're worried about them. Mm-hmm. Well, in uh, some of the news I saw today, and I've been, I've been avoiding it for the most part, pretty successfully, I might add. Mm-hmm. But it seems that in very uh, short time, uh, Senator um, Bernie Sanders has has turned all of his support over to Joe Biden, and I'm thinking that is uh, interesting. Whether or not the supporters will take his advice and support Mr. Biden, you know, they didn't listen to him four years ago when he put his support behind Hillary. Some did, and uh, I'm sure that some will here. But uh, it sure he it just the, my sense is he folded so quickly. And one day it said he it seemed like he was saying, I would like another debate. And then three days later, I quit. And uh, I've always suspected that he never really wanted to be president anyway, because um, that would involve actually, you know, having to do things. And I think it's easier to talk about them. But, um, you know, putting his support behind Joe Biden, I, I guess he doesn't have a choice. However, uh, I think he could have just said nothing and been fine. Because mm-hmm. now everybody's put their support behind Joe Biden, and I don't know, is Joe Biden going to make it to the finish line on this? We will find out for sure. We will. Yeah. We will. There, there's still time to draft Matthew McConaughey. He's been in everything. Might as well be president. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what to do with that one, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't even know why I served it up, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, but the name Matthew McConaughey jumped to mind. and Yeah, you know, I like that. I like it. So in a, up, in, in, in a couple up. days, we've got the uh, delayed date for the filing of our taxes. And I, people have it now until July the 15th. So just as a reminder to anyone who might be scrambling, you don't uh, have to do it until July 15th. I have that right, don't I? Because I don't want lawsuits. 
Uh, yeah, I think you have that right. And you know, it, it gives me a tremendous sense of relief because every year I, of course, make the promise that I'm going to get ahead of this monster. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not going to wait till the 13th or the 14th to start saying, where are those 1099s? Uh-oh. Uh, you know, and uh, as a result, when they first announced that, I said, this is my chance to get ahead. This is the, this is my opportunity to prove that I've changed, that I've improved. So I'll be getting to that pretty soon. Yeah. I haven't changed. I hope I don't wait till July. I hope I you hope don't, don't either. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of people now who are in situations where they are um, kind of at, at the margins and holding on for dear life. And um, it's also important that we keep our eyes open for who those people are in our lives, that we can reach out to them, because a lot of people aren't good at asking for help. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in that group, uh, you know, of not being good at asking for help. Mm-hmm. Very, very willing to offer it and uh, hard to ask for it. And, you know, part of the reason I delayed the taxes, too, is you know, we, we can't write a big check right now because we don't know exactly what's going to happen. In fact, you know, here's a weird thing. I, I lease my vehicle, and it just so happens to be due to be turned in in a couple of weeks, which is amazing because you normally just pick up another car. And I thought, what a great opportunity to, if if things don't turn around for the better right away, I can just walk away from a car payment. I don't have to sell the car. I thought, well, that actually worked out. Pretty fortunately for me, I tried to look at the bright side and said, we can survive with one car because that'd just be, you know, one car not getting used instead of two cars not getting used. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I, I can see why people would, you know, they'd hesitate a bit, say, I don't want to, I don't want to write a tax check just yet. Yeah. Well, I, I would imagine that one car family wouldn't work for you for very long. That'd just be my guess. No, it, it would not. It would not. I'm, I'm always itching to hop in a car and go for a drive. And I hope that that stays legal. i you know, you're, you're like me in that regard. Yeah. How many times have you driven cross country? Oh, many, many times. And frankly, I love it. I absolutely love it. And as you know, all these years, 20 years of doing triple espresso, when given the option of, you know, an airline ticket and all the other stuff, I said, nope, I'm driving. And I would drive 2000 miles without batting an eye. I, uh, cause I was so wide awake. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, yeah, I just, I love being behind the wheel of a car. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. So I, we go for drives. Yeah, and drives are a good thing. I think uh, I I do some of my um, some of my better thinking when I'm moving, and that uh, so when I'm out for a walk or going for a ride, usually my brain works a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, and of course you acoustically you sound fantastic in the car. You really do. Um, yeah, I'm also I'm you know how some people they sing they sound better in the shower. I'm funnier in the shower. That's where I tell most of my jokes. Mm-hmm. And but, same in the car. But what about when you're singing in the car and like you're singing along with James Taylor and you think to yourself, I sound as good as he does. I see. Well, I, I'll, I'll do you one worse. <laughs> uh, for, for I don't know how many years it was, I thought that I, I really do sound just like Steve Perry from Journey. I mean, I'm really, <laughs> when the lights go down in the city, I, my, I'm a dead ringer, dead ringer for the guy. And then I, I heard myself and it was sad. Yeah. It was, I could have guaranteed that outcome. Patrick, thanks for doing the show. Thanks for having me yep. on. Have a great rest of the week. I'll talk to you again. Patrick Albany be has been my guest. We'll take a little break. Be back with Pastor David Miles for Mid-Afternoons with Miles Arnold Maxwell.
let's keep, keep things rolling with the mid-afternoon Monday mix with Miles Arnold and Maxwell. Pastor David Miles is Life Groups and Leader Development Pastor at New Hope Church in Minnesota here, and also adjunct professor here at the University of Northwestern. And of course, Re- Rebecca Maxwell is on the board today as always. Rebecca, welcome. David, welcome. Yes. Hello there, everyone. Hey, hey. Great to hear from you, David. Great to hear you guys' voices as well. So we, I was celebrating that it's it's Easter Monday, and the joy is full and complete in our hearts. And I think it'd be really nice just to talk briefly about uh, what we celebrated yesterday and um, what an awesome thing it is. Well, I, you know what the the, the celebration of the resurrection of Christ. I mean the. The Indianapolis 500, the Super Bowl, the Final Four, March Madness, the World Series pennant for the Twins, the Stanley Cup. You throw them all together with Usain Bolt breaking the world record in the 100 and 400 meter dash in the Olympics with Michael Phelps standing there with 47 gold medals. And none of that comes close to what we just celebrated yesterday. Not even close. (laughs) Yes. I appreciated that list you came up with too. That was impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's pretty pretty awesome. I mean, like you know, I think as we were kind of texting, emailing back and forth, you know, just how awesome this is. And I mean, like we can just rattle off some of the things. I mean, there's hope in the name of Jesus. Let's take Life these the slow. Let's Jesus. take these slow. Love in the name of Jesus. Forgiveness in the name, you know, you almost what? You want me to go Baptist pastor? Healing in the name of Jesus. There's joy in the name of Jesus. There's power, and we need that power. And uh, one rich one that's just overflowing and and opening the doors for incredible uh, ministry and outreach and encouragement to people is there's peace in the name of Jesus. Um, there's a future in the name of Jesus, so that uh, no matter what happens, no matter what comes our way, um, there's a future in the name of Christ. And uh, Bill and Rebecca, think of this. Um, The coronavirus can do a number of things, but it cannot nullify the work of Jesus Christ in the cross or in the resurrection. Amen. That is good, good news. It's the best news. Yeah. Keep going, brother. And there's few, you know, there's deliverance in the name of Jesus, and there's unity. And, you know, on that unity part, uh, Jesus prayed that his church uh, would be one, so that the world would know, and so that the world would believe that the Father loved him and sent him. And this is a, a wonderful opportunity for the body and bride of Christ to come together and to collectively just love well our Twin Cities and the surrounding areas with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And all the other places we broadcast, David. Let's oh, not, yes. Let's not forget the whole listening Look family. See? I mean, like, <laughs> so you, you know, need me more than you think. Jesus. Yeah, I yes. need you. I need you. <laughs> yes. Well, I, so I love Shout out. I love Shout it. out to Fargo. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And Madison and Sioux Falls and Hartford. And mm-hmm. we could go on and on and on. We could. You throw in a the couple of The options are endless. Waterloo. There you go. Yeah, yeah, Waterloo. <laughs> there we go. Did we forget on. somebody? Kansas City. KC. Yep. Barbecue. Yep. Should All... we do like a road tier? 
We we should do a road trip. We should take this show on the road. We should. We Did we say Bismarck? Yes. We have now. Oh, oh good. Bismarck. <laughs> yes, Bismarck Mandan area. You got that right. Yes. Love that Mandan area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Duluth. Can't Duluth. forget about Duluth. our friends up north. Oh, yeah. We love our no, friends up north. Can't forget about Duluth. Yeah. We had like, I don't know, how much in, how many inches of snow here yesterday? I wonder what Duluth got yesterday. All right, David, let's go back to this uh, awesome thing we have. We have hope in the name of Jesus. We have life. We have love. You went down the list really nicely, and then when we got to peace, you kind of slowed down and put some uh, emphasis on there is peace in the name of Jesus. And I just agree with that completely, 100%. But what about the people that um, know that to be true in their head, but they're not feeling it in their heart? Yeah, you know, um, sometimes one of the things is we we need to have a little talk with ourselves, and uh, you know, oh, I hate that part. Um, self talks, yes. <laughs> you know, self talk is not something like new. I mean, like people are like, oh, you know, self talk. You know, it's not something quite new. Actually, no. Uh, you find David saying in Psalm forty two. And it's titled, you know, why are you downcast, oh my soul? And he, he talks about, as the deer pants for a flowing stream, so my soul pants after you, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Well, when should I come and appear? And then verse three, my, fe- my tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all day long, where's your God? And he, and he says, these things I remember as I pour out my soul. That doesn't just sound like a little simple, like, you know, chicken soup for the soul type of things. That's like lamenting. And uh, and then verse five, why are you downcast, oh, my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? So he doesn't lie. He doesn't, he doesn't you know, fake it till he can make it. He doesn't, you know, um, play games. He's like, this is how I feel. My soul is cast down. I have turmoil. And then he goes, hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And then he finishes and he says in verse five, my soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you. So we need to remember. And what's cool about Psalm 42 and 43 uh, is that we find out that it's not a one and done. Because when you skip down from verse five, you get to verse 11 of 42, and David again says, why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. That, that's the second time. And you think, okay, one and done, I guess not. But, you know, maybe two times will be fine. Uh-uh. You go to the end of verse, uh, verse 5 in chapter 43, and he says, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation, my God. So sometimes, I think the old folks used to say, you know, you need to have a little talk with Jesus. And, uh, you know, that um, is a reminder, sometimes talking and then also talking with one another. You know, this is where community uh, is very helpful. Um, and I, I have to say, I love uh, you know, having our life group because we've done our life group over over Zoom and over various other ways of com- communicating and seeing each other face to face. So sometimes we need to have a we need to have a little talk. David, when you are having little talks with God, do you look for as many opportunities as you can to be speaking out loud? 
whether you're alone in your car or in your house, do you try to have those uh, that time of talking to God where you're speaking out loud, or yeah. do you just do it uh, internally? And no, should, I I talk out loud. Yeah, should we and, uh, should we develop a habit of doing that more often? Yeah, I mean, like think though, according to the National Science Foundation, an average person has between twelve and seventy thousand thoughts per day, and of those, eighty percent are negative, and ninety five percent of them are repetitive. I'm not exactly sure how they came to that figure, and they say cognitive behavioral therapists have a term for it. They call them ants automatic negative thoughts. But because of the cross, the Lord has provided us a spiritual orchid man to deal with the ants. Mm -hmm. And that's where we got to keep coming back to his word, because that's the thing that's set straight. I mean, think about it. Jesus was the son of God, the one who just rose from the dead. And when he was in his hard moment and the devil came and tempted him, he said, for it is written. He kept going back to the word. And so um, I might, you know, this might sound funny, but there's times where I've sat in a mirror and looked myself in the face and just had a conversation and said, okay, dude, what's going on? You know, you're a child of the most high God who loves you, who sent his son to shed his blood. David, do you know who you are and whose you are in him? And so I talk, you know, I talk to my myself. My wife sometimes will say, I'm not sure if you're talking to me or you're talking to yourself <laughs> or you're talking with the Lord. <laughs> well, I, I think it's wonderful. I, 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 I'm starting to do that more often just when I'm in my car. I, I'm praying out loud and I, I shut my radio off um, and then just talk to God out loud. I think when I am just thinking thoughts, I'm more likely to be distracted. But if I'm speaking, I think to myself, you're, you're talking to God, so so stay focused. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's a very good thing for us to talk to, to have. Because here's the truth of the matter. We typically are having a conversation um, with ourselves. And, you know, a lot of people may have, you know, put on their, if they had New Year's resolutions or something that they wanted to do, which is work out. The truth of the matter is a lot of times people work out every day. They just work out beating themselves up by kickboxing themselves to death. So how about having a positive, affirming conversation that's rooted in God's word about who you really are? You know, I'd be interested, Bill, in two things. One, I'd be interested in what Rebecca thinks on this. And two, I would love it if people would, like, text in or email in and, and answer your question. Like, do they have conversations with themselves and, you know, and talk with themselves through these things or with the Lord and where, you know? So what's the, what's the question, Pastor? So Rebecca... Rebecca answering Bill's question because he's yes. like, you know, do you talk out loud to yourself? Do you kind of, how do you go about this? Um, it depends. I'm a pretty verbal person. So sometimes it helps me to, to verbalize so I even know what's going on. And I can do that either out loud or writing things down also really helps. Um, mm. And especially at a time when I feel like my thoughts are racing, that circumstances are coming at me faster than my capacity to deal with them. And lately, to be honest, that's where my head has been um, sort of swirling. And to just be able to calm down enough to put it into words 
And I believe the Holy Spirit helps with that when it talks about the, that he sort of translates the groanings that are in our spirit yeah. that are too deep to be uttered. So even if you feel like you're not super eloquent at that time, um, just to take the moment to form the words. Um, so yeah, sometimes I speak them out loud, but sometimes I write them down as well. And I think it has a similar effect for me. Wow. That's so very cool. Let me throw it out to the listeners. Do you pray uh, more internally to yourself, or do you speak out loud when you're praying? Be curious to see what the response is. Send me a text, 877-933-2484, and you can put quietly or out loud. Curious to see. Hey, Bill. Yeah, David. One other, one other one I throw in there, you know, a friend, uh, one of the guys I know, a friend of mine, Dr. Chris Brooks, it's very funny. He, when he would listen to meetings and stuff, mm-hmm. and when he would take notes and stuff like what he would do, he used art. And so he would actually draw a picture. Oh. And that was like his meeting notes. Cool. And like some of the things that he would draw, it was like, whoa. And he's like, yeah, that, that's how I... I think through things, that's how I communicate, that's how I internalize. So I think as we, as we throw this out, it's not a, it's either or. Our creative God has given lots of creative ways in which we can express ourselves, mm-hmm. process this. All right, David, my first two replies coming in have been quietly in my mind, and I used to pray more to myself. I love to pray out loud now. It helps with my faith. So we're going to take a little break when we come back more with uh, Miles Arnold and Maxwell on the Monday afternoon mix. Curious if you pray quietly in your mind or if you uh, speak out loud when you pray. What do you do most of the time? Let me know what it is. Send me the text 877-933-2484. Welcome back to the Monday Afternoon Mix with Miles Arnold and Maxwell. I put out uh, an ask if you pray quietly or you pray out loud. A whole bunch of answers are coming in, Rebecca and David. Uh, Here's one, Kathleen says, uh, I pray out loud or journal. It helps me to stay focused. Uh, Another one, I've been praying out loud ever since I've been saved in 2015. Uh, Another one says, it depends on the situation. Sometimes it internal but i but if i really need to hear it i sometimes need to shout it out another one said uh to answer your question i live alone and actually will talk to the lord out loud just like i would if another person was in the room with me i carry on conversations with him another one says i believe to pray out loud is also to be engaged in spiritual warfare as the enemy cannot read our thoughts, but he can hear our words. I love all of these. Yeah, they're great. And they're rich because there are so many different, there's so many different ways that people uh, come at it. And and even like a person, you know, personality styles and types, you know, for the person who's more externally with their pro- processing, sometimes as scripture says, it might be helpful for you to sit in silence and listen and maybe for the person who more is a listening, silent person, sometimes to get the thoughts out of your mind and just kind of express those, those can be uh, good and stretching for both sides. There's, there's not a right or wrong. I think the, 
I think the father delights mm-hmm. uh, just to hear from us. And, you know, Philippians 4, 6 says, let your requests be made known to God. You know, well, we have spoken requests, but we also have written requests, you know, and so an even nonverbal request. So the, so the creativity of it is is vast. And I just think God, God's like, listen, I've given you all of these various ways to do it precisely because I want to commune with you and have a relationship with you. And that's why I sent my son to die for you. And I'll, and I'll throw this out to the two brainiacs on the, on this call with me, is the enemy cannot stand prayer, praise, or the name of Jesus. So when you say that out loud, there is a great uh, advantage to that. There is power. And you're declaring that he's not welcome here, yeah, that that you are very clearly on the side of the king. So it's almost like a, a flag in the ground over your house. And sometimes you need that just to remind everyone mm-hmm. and including anyone that's living in the house with you or any enemy that might be hearing that. Um, I, I think about that power and I think David that right now, what I feel in myself is pretty powerless. There's a lot that's going on. I don't have a lot of control over um, and things that are, that are happening that I'd rather not like. My husband's in the hospital right now um, as an example. And so the kids are home and they want to know, you know, what's going on with dad and dad's, uh, you know, looking for answers that the doctors don't really have. Um, And it's not COVID related, but it's complicated by what's happening right now. And we can't, be with him or visit him or anything. Um, so there's a part of me that's just feeling very helpless and dependent. And maybe that's a much better word. Rather than helpless, I feel dependent. And so that's why I so welcome the discussion of not only the peace, but also the power in Christ, is that that's where the source of our power comes from anyway. I can't do it in my own strength. And so I am once again relying maybe like never before on his power and his strength to work its mighty ways um, when I really can't do a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Here's a couple of other emails, that, uh, text that oh, come Bill? In. Yeah, Bill? David. Yes, David. Before you go out on that, Beck, Rebecca, thank you so much for your honesty and your vulnerability with that, because sometimes, you know, in the church, uh, you know, speaking metaphorically, we can have a serious, serious, like, wound. And we'll just say, you know, like the old British show, show, it's just a flesh wound. It's looking big. It's like, it's just a small, get a Band-Aid. And it's like, you're hemorrhaging over there. And it's like, no, I'm really, I'm really fine. Stiff the Lord. Yes. Everything is, what's that famous word? Everything's fine. fine. You know? And I guess like, I'd, I'd love to just stop right now. And, and with our, our, the body of Christ, I mean, like God says, call out with a great voice and just to just pray for you and your husband and your family right now. And I'll be very brief and just say, Father God, I just thank you so much for Rebecca, for her family. And for those in our listening audience who resonate 
and are going through the exact same thing that Rebecca and her family is going through. And maybe even as they're driving right now or sitting is saying, I thought I was the only one. But Lord, we pray for uh, Rebecca's husband. We pray for the hope and the life and the love and the healing and the power that, that comes with the resurrection that we've been talking about. And uh, God, glorify your great name. Use your healing hands as the great physician, whether it's the wisdom of using the healing hands of physicians or divinely, however that you want to. And we pray for the peace of Christ that we're talking about to uh, rule and to reign and to guard her heart and mind in Christ Jesus. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, David. All right, a couple other texts that came in. This one I thought was very interesting, usually to myself, but I like what was said about praying out loud to keep from being distracted. So that's good. I like that. And uh, another one says, I do both when I'm in my car. I will pray out loud. But if I'm not alone, I will pray to myself. If I do have a little bit of, because I do have a little bit of a problem praying out loud in front of people, but I'm trying to get over that. Mm -hmm. Another listener said, God is such a good listener. So let's let, um, Let's do the, the petitioning and praying and praising, and God will do a, a lot of the listening as well. All good advice. Yes. Very good. Yeah. And maybe if you have difficulty praying in a group with people, maybe the practice of just praying out loud in your car or praying out loud in your home can help build up some of your confidence. Because I hate to see people that uh, freeze up a little bit around uh, talking to God around other people. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Something so, happened to my technology. Oh, okay. Well, Rebecca, you might want to comment on what I just said then. Sure. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, there was sort of that that idea of when we would gather in church for potlucks, who is going to pray? Because they would always let somebody lead the prayer. And it seemed like the same couple of kids were very excited to do it. And there were a whole lot more kids who didn't know how to pray or were scared to do that. And I think maybe as we grow up, maybe we don't grow out of some of those habits. And we are concerned that other ears are hearing us and judging us. And so we're, we become self-conscious about that when really... We're just, we're talking to God and he is our audience. It's an audience of one. Um, so I'm not sure, David, maybe you have some concrete um, um, tips for people who are more nervous about praying out loud in front of somebody else. Well, one, you know, God knows your heart and like all of us are like novice and growing in the area of prayer. But here's one that's interesting, you know, that I like to think of. Um, in First John chapter 4, verse 19, or actually in verse 18, we'll start with 19. It says, we love because he first loved us. I mean, like we, we are loving because God has first initiated that towards us. And I remember one time sitting there thinking like, you know, oh, you're having to work up all this energy. But we pray too, because God lays it on our hearts to pray. And then he gives us the means, he gives us the power to he gives us the means through the blood of Christ shed on Calvary, and he gives us the access, and he gives us the assurance because the tomb is empty, that he answers according to his goodwill and his glory. Now, his goodwill and glory might not always match ours um, because his, his thoughts are higher than us. Because think about it. Who would ever pick putting the sinless son of God, sending him to earth to die on a cross for sinful men who was telling God to go fly a kite, you know? 
But I love the fact that sometimes when I think I'm praying because God is laying this on my heart and, and wanting me to pray. The other part is the verse before that. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment. And we often think through things as, you know, punishment or being rejected and, and, and things like that. And even for those who speak, like when I speak in a, and if I'm feeling, you know, nervous or something, I begin to think through that there's someone that God has placed her that needs to hear God's word and to be encouraged. And he's giving this opportunity. And when you begin to be other focused, it begins to take away some of the anxiety of knowing like what you did earlier, Rebecca. We didn't, I didn't know you were gonna share that. And, but there's somebody out there, even in maybe your nervousness that was saying, I needed to hear that someone else is where I'm at. So sometimes our very weakness and fear, it resonates so well with other people. And if we realize God is laying it on your heart, dear one, to pray. Because the only one who doesn't want you praying quietly or verbally is the enemy of your soul. Hmm. David, thanks for doing the show. Always great to be with you. Look forward to the next time we get together next Monday. I do. All right. As well. That rains. Yeah, indeed. That wraps up the Monday afternoon mix with Miles, Arnold, and Maxwell. We'll take a little break. Hour two is just ahead. We'll be back in just a minute. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.